0: Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue our journey of reading Morning Star from beginning to end. Today we take up from where we left off, beginning with 19, chapter 1, part 5, pages 46 through 48. Bishop Theodore, who lived 400 years after Christ, spoke in these words, of the wondrous virtues of women he saw. Some of them lead an eremitic life, and the others a monastic life. They live in communities of about 200, or sometimes around 50 members. According to their rule, they sleep on straw mats, eat one meal a day, and they spin yarn and sing hymns. There are countless schools of this way of life, not only here, but in the entire East, There are plenty of them in Palestine, Egypt, Asia, Pontus, and all around Europe. As soon as Christ our Lord, the one who was born of the Virgin, praised the virtue of chastity, the meadows blossomed, offering the Creator sweet-smelling and never-wilting flowers of virtue. This virtue is practiced equally by men and women. This is what the same author wrote on another occasion about people who lead an almost angelic life of lifelong bodily temperance. Those who imitated the angelic life truly served God. They abstained from even touching a clean body so as not to distract their minds from godly matters. Also, to avoid being distracted by human ties, they left their homeland and the relatives' in order to do everything for the glory of God. By elevating their thoughts and spirit to heaven, they gladly scorn earthly matters and stay focused on the invisible and the infinite beauty of God. Towns, settlements, high mountains, and caves are full of these people. Some of them, living in monasteries, carve into their hearts the image of sanctity. Others, living in groups of two and three, or even alone, forbid their eyes to marvel at the transient beauty of things around them, as to fortify their mind for meditation upon things that can be understood by reason alone. Seeing the fervor with which believers of both sexes and of all ages, even the youngest, embraced the virtue of chastity and abstinence, St. Augustine called out to God in these words, Look, O Lord God, upon the multitudes of virgins, young men, and holy maidens. Those multitudes were brought up in your church. Within this church the word of God weaned them from their mother's breasts and taught their tongues to speak. They drank your word like the milk of infancy, which you did not order them to do, but simply showed them the way to those eager to accept it by saying, he who is able to receive this, let him receive it. That's from Matthew chapter 19, verse 12. They understood, made a vow, and preserved their temperance for the glory of the heavenly kingdom, not because you ordered it, but because you so advised. When writing about Dimitriada, a woman of noble birth who refused to wed a great nobleman and who offered herself to Christ by the vow of chastity, he, St. Augustine, declares that she was happy to choose the noblest and highest state in God's church and adds, Let the maiden of noble birth rejoice that through closeness to God she will receive everlasting honor in heaven, much greater than if she gave birth to the noblest progeny through, the marriage, through marriage to a man. The descendants of Ennis chose wisely to imitate the angelic life rather than to be fulfilled by the married life and procreation. To live not by senses, but by the spirit, to feed not on mother's milk, but to be radiant with love, not to bind the heart to earthly matters, but to glorify heaven with prayers, It is to live a life abundant with happiness. Christ and his Holy Mother were the first to give an example of the virtue of chastity so that this virtue could blossom in the Holy Church. Here, Venerable Casimir speaks of Bishop Theodorus I, a bishop of Milan, who wrote about the beginnings of the religious life in the Middle East, in Asia, Africa, and Europe, Many men and women uh, were drawn to the vow of chastity following the example of Christ and of Mary. He writes of the detachment that they undertook as they answered God's call. They left their families and their homelands to not be distracted by familiar things. They answered God's call far from their homes. This self-emptying left room in their hearts for God to fill it, with his love and his grace. Some lived as hermits, some lived in small groupings, perhaps following the guidance of a spiritual master, and others lived in monastic settings in larger groups. Asceticism, detachment, a sacrificial life were all part of taking up their cross and following Christ. Saint Augustine offered a prayer to God in thanksgiving for the many who voluntarily decided to follow the call of Christ by giving up the great good of marital love. This will always be the vocation of most Christians, marriage uh, and uh, having children. But God calls some to live the heavenly life already here on earth as a reminder to us all of what we are all eventually called to, a spousal relationship with Christ. St. Augustine writes of a noble woman, who didn't consent to marriage with a high-ranking nobleman. Her eventual children could have been among the most powerful in the society, but her union with God was an even higher calling. And Venerable Casimir shows that the example of Mary and of Christ, in this regard, bore much fruit for the Church. If you would like to receive a Venerable Servant of God, Kazmir Vyshinsky, prayer card, visit shopmercy.org. Now let's pray for his beatification and intercession. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. O God, joy of the saints, make us glad by raising to the honors of the altar your faithful servant, Kazmir, and grant us the zeal, to imitate him on our way to holiness. Amen. O God, merciful Father, in the heart of your servant Casimir, you aroused such a great zeal for accomplishing corporal and spiritual deeds of mercy, deign to grant to us through his intercession the grace for which we implore you. and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. It is recommended that this prayer, recited for a particular intention, be complemented by confession, and Holy Communion. Please send news about any cure or other graces received from God through the intercession of Father Kazimir Vyshynsky, requests for biographies and prayers, as well as any other correspondence to the following address. Vice Postulator of the Marian Causes of Canonization, Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception, Prospect Hill Road, Stockbridge, Massachusetts, 01262. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking And God bless you.